0: And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mark Davison. Mark, I'd love to be able to say massive week like I do a couple of weeks and, you know, big game against a divisional rival. And, you know, this could potentially seal the AFC North and what have you. But and for anyone that has been living under a rock, the Steelers might not be playing the Ravens this week.
1: Potentially not. Uh, if, if things go down that direction and when this podcast comes out, uh, we could be really right or really wrong, but for me, I'm going to still keep sitting on that fence. Uh, and I, I don't know what's going to happen, and I hope for the best. But it's too hard to go down each avenue. And I don't know, like, we can have certain thoughts, but it's really, it's really hard to go down whichever avenue.
0: So, yeah, I completely agree, Mark. So what I thought we'd do is just have a little bit of a look at what the Ravens did last week, because the Steelers are going to play them sometime, and probably one of the hardest games they've had this season in my view probably was the Tennessee Titans and they lost in overtime. And I think there are a few parallels there where there's, you know, half you know, they're not, defense is nowhere near as good as the Steelers, but they've got a good receiving tight end. They've got a couple of really good, you know, wide receivers there that are young and fast. We know what it's like to have a couple of them. Tannehill's not a bad quarterback either. He's had a couple of good years. So, you know, I thought we'd have a look at that. I got to say, when the Steelers game wrapped up, I literally flicked on the tight and saw it was overtime, saw three plays. And the next thing, like, I thought Derek Henry might get him in field goal range. And then he's busting through. The, like, he found that he ran sort of to his left. And then the yeah. next thing you knew, he was cutting through the middle on the right. And it was like no one was near him. I mean, how does it bloke that big spot a gap?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. But he, he's just a beast player, isn't he? He reminds me a little bit like Marshawn Lynch. He just doesn't care. And he runs so hard. And he's built like a brick house. Uh, I watched. I watched the, the replay of that game. I was getting excited for the Thanksgiving game. It's so hard to watch AFC North football when your team's not playing. But um, watching the Titans play, they just hand the ball off to to Derrick Henry. Like if they're second and eight, or if they're even first and ten, or what it doesn't matter. They just they just hand him the ball, and he can he just runs with such power. Um, he's a big unit, and he, he's gonna he's, he's gonna be hard to slow down. You've almost got to slow him down schematically as well, rather than just just brute force like uh, Splane did, which was awesome. Um, But yeah, that was a great game and I'm glad they got got the win on that one.
0: Yeah, and you know what? When I saw Derrick Henry break through and score that touchdown and I just saw that distance widen between the Steelers and the Ravens and the AFC North and the playoff race, I just thought, you little ripper, you little ripper. So that's my sling and the slang for the week, Mark, is you little ripper because you little ripper it's an Aussie phrase, but that's fantastic, or <laughs> well, that's awesome, or you know, unreal, whatever it is. But um, something really positive. And I just thought, you little ripper. And I mean, he's a he's a big man. He's a big man. But he, what a what, what a play that was! That little ripper play. I don't know if you if you have this on your stats here on your
1: on your computer, but I'm, I don't think the the Ravens have won at home. Is that correct? I, I, I think I heard that somewhere this week. Or they won all the, they they've won all their away games.
0: Oh, that's a or, or very something, interesting. something similar. Yeah.
1: yeah. I might have heard that on um NFL uh network when they weren't talking talking about the Steelers. I think I heard them say they've won all the away games, but they've only they've they've only
0: they uh, have they have lost a few home games. You, you yeah, are right there. So we've pulled up. So at home, they beat the Cleveland Browns to open the season. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs at home in week three. They won at home against the Bengals, so there's two wins at home. Yeah, they've had two wins at home on the season. And they've played, yeah, five at home. So, yeah. yeah they've, they've only have... won 40% of their matches at home in the season.
1: Right, and that's that's for the Ravens fans. That's, that's you know, uh, your bread and butter. Like, you've got to win your home games like the yeah. Patriots did for years and years and years. So, that's quite exciting and then that's another challenge for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they come to town. Um, I don't know why, you know, they can win they can win away better than home. But um, Derek Henry, that last touch, and I saw it as well, I'm like, yes! Like six and six and four, we've got a bit of a buffer. Although the Cleveland Browns are underrated. They're not getting talked about in their seven and three. So it's an interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if we look at that matchup as well, because I think, I think it does provide us a little bit of colour in terms of what we may have seen against the, the, the Steelers as well. Like the... The defense allowed four hundred and twenty-three total yards. Like they allowed two hundred and fifty on the passing side and about hundred and seventy-three on the on the rushing side. Like that's a that's a lot of yardage to give up. And equally, they're kind of Steelers numbers almost. Like Ben sort of hovers yeah. around this two fifty mark, maybe just breaks three hundred and again against Ravens. And Rush were probably about the same. But we've got a much better defense than the Tennessee Titans, and they let, you know, they let the Titans score 30 on them. I, I would have been really interested to see what the Steelers could have done this week because I feel like the Steelers were in a much... we were gearing up and we're in a much better position than when we played them back in week eight.
1: Yeah, also, I don't think, like, with Lamar Jackson, I might get a bit of hate for this, but I don't, I don't think... Well, I may not because I just forgot we're on a Steelers podcast, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I uh, don't think he's got the capability to be an all-star quarterback. Um, and just one point, if I can have one point with it, every time you run the ball and then you get hit, are you on the right mindset, the right physicality to then drop back and throw passes? Like you, you've seen Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, just get into rhythm. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, getting the rhythm. If Lamar's going to run 25 yards, get out of bands, get knocked, get up. Is he going to get ready to do um, a great pass around the sideline and, and, you know, a hairpin pass. That's what goes into my thinking.
0: So, Mark, you've unleashed a very big question in my mind here. I, I agree with you. I have questions about how, whether Lamar is a long-term, top-quality quarterback in the NFL. And I say that because, in, like, 15 TDs for six interceptions is, you know, that's, an, in my mind, that's anemic. Like, that's just over two to one. Like, that's like a two-and-a-half to one, I think it is exactly. Like, right. it's, it's it, that's anemic. Yes, he's had 575 yards rushing, which I think is more than actually James Connors have this wow. season.
1: Is it really 500 yards this year? Yeah, he's rushed for 575 <laughs>
0: yards, so and three hard. TDs. Okay,
1: Matt, I want you. I want you to continue, but that's my point. If you're going to take charge of this offense, how are you going to? How are you going to run the ball and then throw it effectively? So,
0: I want to put a thought out there and a bit of a philosophy, and then I want to get back to talking Steelers, but like. The Ravens handed like I think it was like a hundred and twenty million dollar contract to Joe Flacco after they won that Super Bowl. And they got burned hardcore. Oh, cool. Mind you, I thought Flacco actually played well a couple of weeks ago in that um in that game with the Jets when they when they just lost to the Bills. I think it was the Bills. Um paid, Bills or Patriots, whoever it was. Um but so they handed that $120 million contract and got absolutely burnt. With Lamar and on a rookie contract, because now the way the NFL is, everyone knows, if you've got to try and win a Super Bowl, you do really, really well, why you've got a rookie quarterback? Because it just yeah. makes so much difference to the rest of your salary cap. What if the Ravens, like the Ravens, and you look at the people they've acquired as well, like your Calais Candles, your Yannick Ngocles, your Brandon Williams, your Marlon Humphreys, your Marcus Peters, you know, you look at the amount of drafts have spent the last couple of years to surround themselves with cheap players. This kind of to me, I get the impression if I read between the lines, they're fun the farm in that like maybe Lamar doesn't have to be a 10 year quarterback for them. Maybe it's about winning one in three or four years. And so, what if he gets beat up? Like, so what if he ends up with Robert Griffin III and, and beat up? And obviously, and Robert III, yeah. Griffin III is interesting because he's now obviously the backup quarterback for them. But like, you look at how much Washington put him through when he was, when he was there to the point that he got injured. I just sort of sit down like maybe the Ravens it's not about Lamar being a ten year
1: quarterback it might not be and that's a good point with um RJ3 because he had a great first year uh and then he got roughed up so much and then just fell fell right down and then it was off the face of the earth um it's interesting and I'm not the Ravens coach but and I, but I I don't want like I don't want to see my quarterback get hit like that you've got running backs for a reason to and they know how to play the position and been doing it for years uh, Lamar just seems to his passes don't seem to be on point he doesn't seem to get, get in rhythm uh, there was one deep ball he did in the Titans game and it went about six to eight yards uh, and the Titans won't caught it and that's you know possession for the other team I don't think the I don't think the NFL scare is scared of him anymore certainly last year uh, last year when they had well, he must have had about 36 touchdowns or something he was an MVP we didn't know how to play him he was doing uh, you couldn't didn't know how to spy him. Didn't he was running the ball so well uh, this year? Defenses know how to how to target him, and like with Bud and TJ on the edge, you saw it in the, in the previous game. TJ and Bud, or one of them, would watch the quarterback, and then the other fellas would come down to the box and take away that option play.
0: Yeah, and I th- I think as well for the Ravens, and it, and it's important for listeners out there because it it will affect the game, whether it's when, it's more a matter of when or if, but like it affects it affects the Ravens the next couple of years as well, potentially. But like, I wouldn't trivialize the loss of Hayden Hurst as well. Like if you look at last year, what Lamar was able to do, he very much relied on Hayden Hurst with Mark Andrews. And like, um, and you saw it whereby, like, teams got so wary of Mark Andrews that then you had this like situation where then he could throw it to Hayden Hurst. And I think they have really suffered this season from not having, you know, the top tight ends there. And why they've got a couple of fairly tall wide receivers, it, it's just a little bit different. And I, and I feel like that's why you saw them go after someone like Des Bryant just to add a bit of height, add people that can go yeah. through the potentially go through the middle. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. But Mark, Steelers, the Steelers are going to be playing games whether it's this week or next week. Now that we've had the 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 Jags game, who are the players that are that are starting to impress you or who are the guys that are building on that early season, and, you know, the strong impressions for you, that are getting us, that are the ones that are going to get us to 11, and 12, and 13 and 0 and, and, and keep it rolling?
1: I think it's got to be um Alu. Yeah. He's playing top-notch football. And we realised how much we we missed him as a player. Uh, On the defensive backs, I would even put Hayden in there. Hayden's playing really good football. Because a lot of these veterans, this is is the period now where it starts to get cold. Um, And I wouldn't just say, uh, the way I'm watching it now, it's not just the individual players, it's just this team unity, this team bond, this connection, the the communication. Uh, And the Steelers are showing that on their YouTube pages. And they had um, TJ come out and talk about the Steelers and the passion he's got. You, you, you bloody know he wants to get a Super Bowl this year. You, you can you can sense it. So if we're, the, if we're the the worst 10-0 team, sweet. Because TJ, the way he talks about this football team, and that's what I like because some teams haven't even got one player or two players, but we seem to have about uh, six to eight of them or six to seven players that are key players that can affect the game. You talk about TJ, and then no one talks about Bud. Talk cool. about those two and no one talks about... Steph onto it. Sorry, Maddie, but I'm just fired up. Yeah, no, no.
0: You literally took <laughs> the words right out of my mouth because I was going to be like, "Let's have a look at those three. And, and we talked a little bit all three of them at different points in the season. TJ White leads the leads the team with nine sacks now. Bud Dupree follows with eight. Steph onto it with seven. TJ is amongst those three. Leads and uh onto it and TJ White both have 32 tackles. Bud Dupree has 26 on the season. TJ Watt co-leads the team with Vince William with 14 tackles for a loss. Stefan Tuitt is next in line seven, and then followed by him is Bud Dupree. So you're starting to see a bit of a trend here in terms of who are the who are these leaders on the Steelers' defensive line and linebacker core. Then TJ Watt has 30 quarterback hits. Stefan Tuitt has 18, and Bud Dupree has 15. So I think, Mark, you absolutely positively... You mm. just hit on the head. You hit the quarterback in the head.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of these teams would love to have one or two players like these players, and it comes down to the coaching as well. So this this Steelers team has been coached for, uh, you know, this season has been coached very well, and how they coach. Um, I love how they do the linebackers. I always I always spotlight this, but you know you you might you'll see Highsmith. Uh, Couple snaps here and there, but they develop him, and then, then two years time, they go. or well, the NFL go. Who's Highsmith? And they're like, well, we knew he was coming. You could just see him coming, developing.
0: Wow, and it's to- 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 totally. I mean, Alex Highsmith for me. You know, a, listen, listen, regular listeners of our of our show know that I'm very high on Highsmith. I mean, I I really think we're lucky here. He's 23. You know, it took Bud a good five or six years to get. To get settled in the league you know or let's just say minimum of four or well, alex highsmith before his time will be what well, bud's age now and i feel like he's looking really good and to think we drafted in what was it, the third round i mean like come on what a steal it's
1: yeah it's it's just crazy like this is why i say we're going to enjoy the journey because um you, you'll miss it you'll 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 think about too many things and you'll you'll miss these players but we might not see Highsmith for for two years for a starting role. Or maybe next year, I'm not too sure. Um, but when he gets there, he'll be doing big numbers because you can already see small small bits of it. Um, same with, same with uh, Vincenzo Williams. He was behind a lot of players throughout his duration. Um, he was on 94. Timmons, he was behind him or playing next to him and learning from him. I think he's been in the league now with the Steelers for seven, eight years. So that's a name that, like, uh, once Vincenzo would leave you 'd be like oh no he's he 's gone like that's that 's not cool like but you, you don 't really realize he 's there until you really really focus on him but that 's how this this defense is working. These fellas are only letting up seventeen points a game what 's that three scores and they can yeah. they can get better that can if they drop some teams down to ten points because they've were letting in a few at the start uh i I could see this being the least scoring defense, and they could sh- certainly put points on two uh, Fitzy Fitzy's doing great He's going to run one back again You know he wants to
0: Well And I don't want to go into You know We keep joking about Going into punting stats And what does that mean And da 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 Mark and I made a commitment When Barry re-signed That we weren't going to <laughs> touch this Until he played as many games As Cogwit. But When we talk about the Like the Steelers Not necessarily leading in yards I want to I thought this was quite interesting when I had a look at it after the Jags game, because after the Jags game, we now have five games from Jordan Berry and five games from Dustin Colquitt. And equally, Jordan Berry's had to punt a little bit more than Colquitt has. So Jordan Berry's punted 24 times. Colquitt punted 20. Jordan Berry's 24 punts have gone for 1107, eleven hundred and seven eleven eleven hundred and seventeen yards. Dustin Colquitt's have gone for 861 Jordan Berry has had a long of 62 and Dustin Colquitt 59. But Jordan Berry is averaging three and a half yards more than Justin Colquitt at 46 and a half yards. If you're punting the ball halfway up the field every single time you punt the football, I mean, and he's had some long kicks as well. I mean, that's incredible. And in fact, Jordan Berry right now is having a career year. He yeah. is a whole yard almost ahead in terms of his career. All
1: right, then. We, we, we can't talk about him too much, then, because I know that from the previous first few shows, I talked about a few players, and then I'm just going going down the dirt. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> and that's true. I even did it with um, uh, – who did I call out one week? It was uh, Odell Boring Beckham Jr., and then he went off with a silent injury for, for, for the season. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm saying. Uh Oh, yeah, Jordan, can you hear Barry.
0: that? Can you hear that raven out there? It's calling. <laughs> it's like
1: keeling over. It's like struggling. You know. Oh, it's probably five of them in the chat. Come on, guys. <laughs> if you're going to be in the chat, just be nice. If you ah, oh, they probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't pick up the Spotify or ask an audio. But if you're in the chat, just if you're a raven fan, just be nice or be intelligent and outsmartest. That's what you got to do. Um, yeah, Barry. Barry, look, he's playing really well. He's playing for another visa. He's playing for a, um to pay oh, his man, house visa. off. He's playing. He's playing for his. his his baby, you know, he wants to stay there. And I don't think he wants to give up the dream just yet. He's about twenty, twenty eight, twenty seven, 28, 27, something like that. Yeah. Um, this is his last, or he's un- unrestricted, fragile or something similar. Uh, he's playing, yeah, for a contract and he's playing well.
0: That's it. That's it. So Mark, I wanted to, depending on whether the ratings game is officially caught on, off, I was having to think about what we would have done for content for this show. I guess, what I'm interested to see is your view. Now we're 10-0, right? And we redid the record after I think it was 4-0, right? We went through and we did our records. And necessarily um, necessarily going back to what they were. But let's just look at the run home now, right? Put put Baltimore aside. I'm just going to run through the, the last five games on the Steelers' schedule. And I want you to give me the, who's going to win the game and whether, what the score difference will be. You don't have to pick the score, but I want to run a range of where yep. you feel okay. the score is yep. going to be. Gotcha. Washington football team.
1: Um, they played some good football this this week. Uh, look out for Gibson. I believe that's his name. Yep. Um, I can't wait to actually talk about him when I realise who he was today. Okay, sorry. Um, school with that one there. Steelers are playing at home. Steelers versus Washington. Steelers by 10, I think it's close. I think Washington's playing hard.
0: I agree. I agree. I think this I actually think it'll be closer. It'll be be like six, six to eight points. I I actually think this Washington team's got somewhere to go here.
1: They've got Alex Smith back. They're playing for the division. A lot of their running backs are really good from what I saw today, even though it's a Dallas defense that has led the most yards, and I'm pretty sure Um, you and I could run through that line. Um, But yeah, Washington is playing tough, and they, they need, they want to win the division.
0: Buffalo Bills away.
1: Bills, well, look, I'm pretty much going to pick all the teams, but I, I think Steelers by three.
0: Oh, okay. I,
1: I, I think this goes with my predictions. I think that the Steelers, you, you can't pick a loss till they lose kind of thing. That doesn't make any sense, but um, yeah, I just think they'll, they'll win
0: the, the whole way home. I think the Steelers, if they're going to drop a game, this will be the game, but I do think the Steelers come away with an eight-point win, but they won't break 30 points. Eight-point win? Yeah, but they won't break 30 points. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Well, they could win the game like 24 to 16 or something like that. Yeah, true. Cincinnati Bengals away. No Joe Burrow. See, there's another one. I
1: bagged out Burrow and he's down. Uh, (laughs) I've got to stop bagging him out. Um, Away away, away team, they'll play tough as well. But I'm not too sure who's throwing the rock for them at quarterback. Uh, I think that would be close. I think Steelers... Steelers by four, I think, because just a similar mindset to Washington. Like, you know, I don't know. It's getting tough around the around the end, end of the season. I could be totally
0: wrong, though. Yeah, interesting. I think the Steelers win this one by about 10. Yeah, that's that's pretty on point. Indianapolis Colts at home. Last home right. game of the season. This is this, the team
1: that I don't trust. I do not trust the Colts. I do like their, their defense is playing well, but I don't trust... Um, Lazy arm rivers, um, I just don't think they have what it takes to be in the playoffs. You've, you've, you noticed it with the charges, few years back. I don't think he's got that drive. Um, they're playing away or they're playing at home. At home, at home. Oh, I think they put them on show. I think they win by twenty-one.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I just I don't trust them. I'm going to go the other way. I don't trust them either, but I feel like this is the sort of game Steelers will. Give it hiccup in, and there might be a slow start on the rush side. I think the Steelers will win this game by less than three. Win by Two points? Win by a safety? <laughs> there might be a, uh, there might be a need for a two-point conversion or something like that. But I oh, think, I think that. this will be the, this will be the season if, if they go through Buffalo quite easily. This is the sort of game where they're like, you know, they need, they're hanging for that week off that they'll hopefully get. Yeah. All right. Final game, final game of the season, regular season. Cleveland Browns at, at Cleveland. All right, I'm gonna have two answers. My heart says we're gonna win,
1: and I don't care how many points, because we're gonna win and we're gonna be sixteen and zero, and no one's gonna talk about us. My head says we're fifteen and zero. We play Duck, or we play. No, we didn't play Duck. Sorry, we play um, Rudolph, and we lose that game by nine points or 10 points. And then Browns think, yeah, we got it. We are going to the playoffs. We beat the Steelers. And then, the, and then the, the Browns get beat by someone the first round and then get done. So I've got them at
0: 15 and one with my head. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think Big Ben plays this whole game. I actually think he might play the half if it's to get the, if they want to get the one seed, but yeah, uh, this one's so hard to call. Uh,
1: it, it depends if, if Baker and the Browns, if they need that game as well. The right. Pittsburgh Steelers don't need it, but if we... Uh, it all depends on this Ravens game. If there's playoff implications, and there's eight teams, so then why would you bother going for the number one seed? But yeah, if there's still the number one seed and then we can get it over the Chiefs, Steelers will play hard. If we can't get the number
0: one seed, will Baker and, be there? And, and Dave Schofield's talked about this. It was a couple of weeks ago, and I, and I agree with the sort of viewpoint that he has. Teams that rest players like, and I mean, like a number of stars and whatever, they get out of their rhythm and they end up a lot of the time losing. Like, I I think you've got to be really careful about that. So I think that's going to be a very interesting game and hopefully we've got some players coming back in healthy. and helping. Hopefully that's a game we can put, you know, Kevin Dotson in for, you know, most of the game instead of De Castro and give him a break. You know, can we rotate? Can Ray Ray take a lot of the passes? Can Benny Snell leave? Like, just say, Connor, have a week off, buddy. Like... Yeah. So I, I think that's that's interesting from that perspective. Um, so of... Uh, uh, you know what? I I can't give a of the week this week. Uh, I, we don't know if there's a game on. I just, you know what? My punt of the week this week is that no matter what happens, the Steelers are going to be undefeated.
1: That's a bit of a play right there. You don't. You did you time. did
0: that last time with the Vikings <laughs> and the Titans. You did exactly the same thing.
1: I did it by mistake. I didn't. I didn't realize <laughs> that we. Because if you have the buy, you're still you're still in front, because uh, on percentages, um, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm happy because I I haven't really got a punt for this. I think this is such a yeah a crazy time this punt, uh, this moment. We don't know who's who in the zoo. Um, if it's going to be a game, if there won't be a game, if the Cowboys get affected, and we just don't know. Maybe we call it um, timeout for this one.
0: Yeah. Um, I
1: still need to do my 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 slang though. You've done your slang. Yeah. What's your slang of the week? So I'm, just, I'm thinking of one now, and it's to do with, like, Thanksgiving. And I was hope hopefully, if we have a bit of time, we can talk a little bit about that. But um, as you guys experienced Thanksgiving yesterday or two days ago, um, you know, you say thanks and everything like that down in Australia. You say grouse. Like, you know, like, you know put a good spread on. Um, and grouse is like, it's kind of an ugly-looking word. It's G-R-O-U-S-E, grouse. Uh, how would you use that in, in conversation?
0: I actually had an American mate, you know, though. I had an American mate that, that's come out here a couple of times and he'd always be like, oh, that's grouse. But, like, <laughs> it'd be really funny. Like, I, I don't know. Is, are we sure it's an American word? I don't know. But, like, I, he would used to it. Was, love I it. thought
1: it was Australian for sure. I thought grouse was Australian. But you'd probably use it. I don't know, three times a year. Yeah, I mean, no, like, it is. It
0: is Aussie slang. It means very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you, I've, you use it like, yeah, three times a year. You don't use it much. It doesn't happen very often. And I've already used it used, used to it always, times. mate,
0: I swear to God, I met the guy and then it was grouse, 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 Everything was grouse. But he yeah. loves Australia, man. Exactly.
1: Like, there's a lot of words that we say, uh, Steel Nation, out there that we don't say very often. And it's like Australian slang, like grouse and... Um, I don't know, Bob's your uncle and all that kind of that's thing, <laughs> but just all these different words will come out and they'll say, Oh say good day mate, and you're like, G'day mate. Um but it just comes in, in natural flow. So if you're out in the sticks, if you're out like out in the bush, down oath, oath you'd be saying grouse.
0: Well, Mark, we've got we've got a couple of minutes before we wrap up. Um Yeah, I before I let you finish up on Thanksgiving, I just want to say massive happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there, all the listeners. Um, we didn't get to talk about this on when we went live with that on answer day, but you know, he was going to ask us originally around what Australians thought of Thanksgiving and educate us on it and what have you. And I actually, for, as an Australian that has a lot of love for the U S you know, I've been to the U S five different times, obviously massive love for the Steelers what have you. I think Thanksgiving is one of the great things to come out of that, of that country. And I think that you guys right now, covid is a crazy situation your political situation is all like you know massive divides and whatever but i think if everyone can sort of latch on to this idea of thanksgiving and being thankful for what they have and being really positive to everyone around them and just a little bit more accepting i think that's a really good thing and you know what it's a holiday you know we do a bit of halloween here it's quite popular now but the holiday that I think we should be doing down here in Australia, you even see a lot of July 4th stuff, but the holiday we should be doing is Thanksgiving. And, you know, I have a mate who, an Australian guy who also is a big fan of the US, he's um, a Chargers fan and a Lakers fan and he, he's moved to New Zealand the last year or two, but he used to throw a massive Thanksgiving party and, you know, we'd cook all the turkeys and have the yeah. pumpkin pies and all yeah. that and we'd go around the room and say what we we're thankful for and I just it's an important thing to do. And, you know, sometimes we all have got to sit back and be Thanksgiving. Yeah. It can happen on the holiday. that You guys have it, you know, and you would have got a really good game. Things have been different, you know, against the Ravens, but you can be, you can celebrate Thanksgiving every day if you want to, and just be, just be thankful for what you've got. You know, I'm thankful, you know, for my family. I'm thankful for, you know, the, the life that I have, I'm thankful for, you know, that Mark and I have been able to connect to Steels fans across the other side of the world, that we're able to talk to you guys, that we've got this podcast on BTSC. Like, there's so many things to be thankful for. So, just yeah, Aussie's perspective on Thanksgiving, I think it's an awesome holiday and you guys should all be really proud of yourselves.
1: Yeah, 100%. Maddie, well said. And if I can, uh, mirror off that image, like for me, Thanksgiving, um, with regards into to football, um, I think it's one, it, it should be because the Steelers fan didn't play, Game didn't play, but it's one of the best days of football. I would put it up there, I think the best day of the year for football is Super Bowl. I like the second best day, I would say, would be the draft. I love seeing the draft and how that works. And the third best day, I really enjoy uh, Thanksgiving football. Um, you have uh, 1 p.m., 4 p.m., 8 p.m., three games in a row. Um, I've got a dream of mine. Hopefully one day when I, when I meet a Lady less. In USA, if anyone's got any um, daughters and they like the old day, though, they like the old Aussie slang and the G'day, how's it going? I would love to come around uh, for football, uh, throw the pigskin in the afternoon, cook a barbecue, have a few drinks, watch the first game, uh, head into the second game, still a bit, still a bit, you know, a bit of party zone uh, and then heading into after that, you've got dinner, um, eat more food, drink more beer, have more fun with your friends and family and then you got the third game and then by that time you passed out, uh, I think it's, and you guys all already experienced it. I think it's a, a crazy experience, uh, it brings everyone together like Christmas does, but we got all that over the shop as well. But Thanksgiving is just about turning up and like you said, being thankful and I'm just thankful um, for the opportunity and I'm thankful if someone gives me a visa and a green card and <laughs> I come over for dinner.
0: So hook me up. That's it, mate. No, I love it. I love it. Well, look, listeners, that wraps up. Steelers, touchdown under for this week. And, you know, hopefully we get to see a game. If we don't, hopefully the solution is equitable and fair to the Steelers. Regardless, we really appreciate listening to our show. If you've only listened to part two, go back and listen to part one. We've also there talked a little bit about what, and our first initial reactions a little bit to um, this week's potential Postponement, forfeit, buy, whatever, whatever it's going to be against the Ravens and, you know, and where things are sitting. But, um, we look forward to joining you next week after what will be a very crazy week and really previewing a game that might surprise a few people. With that, Mark, close it out. Go, Steelers.